the Laughing Monkey Music Show. Tonight we have Brian on from Kicks. How you doing, man? Great. Well, it's awesome. You are, you're actually on because you have a new re-release of Midnight Dynamite Relit, mm-hmm. and it's been remixed and cleaned up. Yes. <laughs> yeah. From the weird. big '80s sound. Yeah, you know, it's funny you mentioned it, like cleaned up. Because I always thought that album was pretty good, you know, the sound of it and everything. And, and yeah. uh, uh, when, well, I wasn't there when, when they talked about it, but, but apparently uh, one of our shows down in Houston that we played, Bo had come out to see us. And, uh, well, he had already done mm-hmm. the remix of Midnight Dynamite, or not Midnight Dynamite, uh, Blow My Fuse. He was hanging at the bar with, with uh, I guess it was Jimmy and Mark, and he mentioned wanting to do... Midnight Dynamite, and those guys are really. It's like because we all thought of like he couldn't do any better. Yeah, <laughs> and, he, and he kept saying, "No, I think I can beat it." Like he he really wanted to remix that thing. So we, and we, because we had already done um, uh, the Blow My Fuse. Mm-hmm. Like Mark was in Mark is involved in all the the stuff behind the scenes like that. Right. Um, we discovered it was really easy to get the master tapes from Atlantic or WIA or wherever, whoever has it, Warner Brothers. And um, so, you know, because it was easy to get those, we figured, well, we'll just grab the Midnight Dynamite ones too and let him do this remix. Because for him, it's like, he's, Bo said it was like opening a time capsule. Like when he got the package with the, with the tapes and the, uh, mm-hmm. And then he got all the uh, all the track notes and all that stuff, and there were there were even like old Polaroid pictures in there. Oh, the, like the board? You mean like shots of the board or, or band shots? Both, like just oh, random wow. stuff in there. And he he'd grab a you know he'd see it and he'd go wow you know and it brought back all these memories and and uh, so for him it was you know I think he. You know, it was cool for us, but I think it was even cooler for him to, to experience that. And it sort of brings it up to date, too, because uh, that was one of the things about it. It was kind of dated sounding, like the way the, the vocals were a little buried. Yeah. There's a lot of effects on it. And he he sort of cleaned all that stuff up and brought the vocals up. And now it sounds not as dated. <laughs> yeah, that was the one that sort of brought us above the surface and more people started to record it was more it was kind of like the album that we came into our own sound really. but then you guys took a hiatus or whatever you want to call it you guys got back together again sans a member but you guys did more writing yourself as a band yeah and you know, rock your face off great great album and i just i'm gonna say talk about it for a minute because no one ever talks about it yeah it's true <laughs> <laughs> And I don't know why. I mean, I've heard somebody say, oh, I know it's like an 80s or 70s, even a 70s feel to it. I like I like the lyrics better to it. I like the guitar. It feels like it feels like you guys are writing more together on a guitar together. It wasn't like crunch, 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 like a symmetry to it. I don't know yeah. if it's just me hearing it. Well, yeah, we had more freedom for one thing because, uh, you know, in the old days, uh, Donnie wrote everything. Just about. I mean, there were a couple of yeah. that he did, but uh, so he, he kind of dictated what we were supposed to be doing. I mean, it, every once in a while, I was able to throw in like an alternate rhythm guitar or something mm-hmm. that I I was able to come up with myself and all the solos and stuff like that. But uh, 
but this this new record it was uh you know because we didn't have Donnie so uh we had the freedom to just do our own thing so that's pretty much what you're hearing without him it's quite a strong album it's not it's a little different actually like I actually like this album even better than like Well My Fuse or, or the um Midnight Dynamite that's cool. Are you guys doing a lot of songs? Are any songs off that album going to play out? Um, well, we sort of mix it up. Now we're down to maybe doing two during the set, mm-hmm. two of them off there. There, when we first put that out, we we played several of them. There are still a couple I wouldn't mind trying live that we haven't done, but uh, I I think. You know, we have so many other songs, it's hard to fit everything in, and we have to put certain ones in there. I agree. Yeah. You know, and, you know, and S- Steve always says, oh, people don't want to hear new songs. Because, you know, sometimes when you, you go to hear a band and you want to hear their hits or whatever, or their certain songs, and when they, they you know, they go, well, here's a new one, and they play, and you're kind of, uh, I think we've, I'm trying to remember exactly how many songs we've done off of there. I mean, right now, like the current set that we just did this past week was, yeah. uh, we have Wheels in Motion on there and we have um, um, Love Me With Your Top Down, which is, Love Me With Your Top Down, we've, we've had it, that's the one that's been most consistent because Steve does this whole crowd participation thing in yeah. the beginning and I think he likes it for the show part of it, but uh but yeah, so we've done those two. We've done Can't Stop the Show. We've done Me, uh, Me, Miss Adventure. We've done Rock Your Face Off. That's the other one we've done. Okay. So we've done quite a few, but, but yeah, Rolling and Honey we haven't done. Uh, uh, what's the other one? The last one. Yeah, oh, Rock and Roll Showdown. Showdown. Yeah. That and, uh, one was cool too to do. Yeah. That. We had like a, a big road case full of guitars, so I could bring five guitars on the road, but now it's like... I've got a uh, double gig bag, and so I, I, I can only bring enough, the amount of guitars that I can fit in the big gig bag and get on the airplane. <laughs> so, oh, really? So how many that, are you like, like two or three now? Well, it narrows it down to two for travel, but I keep a couple in, in at my sister's house for when we do local shows shows around in the Maryland area, so yeah. I, can grab, I can grab like a third one. Well, it depends on where we play. If it's a like a fly date where we all fly, like say a festival or something, mm-hmm. they always, they have rented back lines at those places. And we, we request, we uh, request certain amps if they're available, like, like a, uh, a Marshall, like a JCM 800 or 900 or, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. And I don't, the only pedals I use, I have like this little thing that's got my wireless, receiver on it and a switch box that's that's a um a true bypass yeah and then i have a a chorus and a a tube screamer for my strat so those uh, have the chorus for like the itch and yeah 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 so those are the only two pedals i have and then i have the true bypass so i can just when i'm not using those pedals I'm, i'm not engaged so it's like i hate playing through anything so I can go just straight to the amp, and that's that's so, what I use. I've never been a pedal guy. I mean, I've used a couple of effects in the studio. Like if I'm in the studio, I'll break out like the wah-wah or something. <laughs> but live, yeah. it's like I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> Plus, it messes up my sound. I, I don't like running through stuff. I like to just go straight to, into the amp. Like that's my that's my sound. Is well, you were also asking about uh, 
the other the other part of the travel is uh yeah the local maryland or, or around yeah. that the whole east coast there around maryland new jersey new york well as far up as connecticut even and then down down into the carolinas those are all drive dates for those guys so uh i have a whole setup like up in maryland that i my my I got two Marshall heads. I got a cabinet. I got like all that stuff. So it's a whole setup and it's my own stuff. So I, I, I actually like those dates because I, you never know what you're going to get when you, when, when it's a rented back line. <laughs> a lot of guys have the pedal board for that reason, but I've just never just been good with pedals. <laughs> we're doing a show in North Dakota and then the next night we're in Denver, Colorado. You know, so we just fly the to North Dakota, play that show, and then we have a day off in between and travel down to... So, it, you know, we're just jumping all over the place now. You know, otherwise it would be like a horrendous drive. So whoever hasn't seen it is, go to his Instagram, it's all the most delicious food. It looks like, you know, like a gourmet chef is just totally doing this. I mean, what's your background on doing this? <laughs> I just love, I love to eat and I love to cook. I, you know, I've always cooked... Um, even as a as a kid, I, you know, well, my mother used to cook. But then in between, like, say, in the daytime, my brother and I would, you know, we'd be hungry and my mother would go, oh, fix it yourself. So, it, you know, it was like, okay, well, if I'm going to do it myself, I'm going to figure out how to make it the best. So, you know, I always looked at it like that. And then once I left, moved out of my parents' house, I had to do, you know, do everything on my own and, and uh I got into it, but it was a, a gradual process. And over the last, um, well, I'm trying to think. I guess it's the last 20 years I really got into it. And then I got into the nutrition part of it mm -hmm. and, uh, and the photography part of it. <laughs> That's my meal for the day. Are you but jogging for five hours afterwards? <laughs> I, I actually don't. I only eat once a day, so... Oh, are you doing the, um, like you only eat for two in a certain time period? Yeah, the intermittent fasting. Yeah, I like that. That's actually pretty good, actually. And I don't eat, uh, I mean, as you can see now, I, I, you know, the whole nutrition thing, I sort of stumbled onto the keto thing like five or six years ago and, uh, you know, cut out all the sugars and, and the grains and all that stuff. And then uh, just through you know, reading and watching podcasts and, and speakers talking. And, uh, I, I discovered the carnivore diet, which is, which, which is all animal based foods. Mm -hmm. So, and it's more of like a, an elimination type diet where you cut out everything except for the basics and then maybe add stuff back in to see how it affects the body. Cause I've always had like weird reactions to food and, um, so I discovered along the way that all these years I've been, I had a problem with vegetables and fiber. It was killing me. So once I cut all that out of my diet, I do way better. And, um, and, and, you know, being in a band, I have to be image conscious. Well, so, yeah. so this diet I can eat is, I mean, you see how much I eat. I, I eat a ton of food. Yeah. I mean, I ate a steak last night. <laughs> it was huge. But uh, I don't have to worry about even counting calories or portion control or any of that stuff. 
because I'm not eating any of the sugar or the grains or the or any of that. I, I just eat the the basic fat and protein, and uh, it just regulates itself, and I just maintain. I mean, I'm not fat. <laughs> no, you're not. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm looking at this. I'm looking at you. I don't know where the math is coming from here. I mean, <laughs> or you're doing like a lot of cardio, a lot. I couldn't even. Actually, no, I don't do much cardio. I do a lot of weightlifting though. I do, I do work out daily. I have to say that. I can see that's, well, that's the other thing as you're getting older. And I think it's probably because the drummer more, but performing and holding the guitar, being on stage, having the strap on all those hours, even running around or doing anything. It's a lot different. As that's you when you're cardio. 20. Yeah, that that that's a, the cardio part of the of my uh, my whole thing, which is weird because we haven't hardly played this past year. So, you know, I didn't have that in there with my whole yeah. workout routine. <laughs> <laughs> so, when did you guys start playing again? I mean, it's been pretty recent. Not that recent now. I mean, it was um, right at the end of two thousand and three is when we got back together. No, I mean like COVID. Oh, after COVID. Yeah. Uh, this past weekend was the first show since we did one in November. We did one in October. And then we did a couple in September um, last year. So there was maybe five, there were maybe five shows the whole entire year. Wow. And other than that, I've been home. <laughs> so what, what else do I have to do but cook? Or, or catch up on Netflix. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, it it's interesting to see what, you, what everyone's doing now. When you guys have been tour for like your whole life, so now you're home for a year. Yeah, the first few weeks it was weird, and I remember thinking, "Man, I got like all this time. What am I going to do?" But you know, you eventually figure it out, and and uh, you know, I just had a routine. I did the workout workouts in the morning, then I'd plan my meal, and I'd get the smoker out and throw some steaks on there, you know, all that whole thing. And then take pictures, do videos. And, and, uh, you know, I got used to being here, um, this whole year. And, 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 uh, and then when we, you know, we're, we're starting to play again. Like we did the show this past weekend and then we have, well, maybe we don't have a show till June, but, uh, after June, it's starting to pick up again. Yeah. And I'm almost thinking, I know once I get out there, it'll be just fine. But but right. now I'm like, oh man, I don't feel like going anywhere. I like being home. <laughs> I wonder how many people that's going to affect. Like that, they're thinking that they want to do something because they're just not used to it, and also they get out there, and they're six months in. They're like, oh, you know what? Maybe we should cut that, cut back some of the dates a little bit. I kind of miss being home, or maybe we should do more flyouts and less. On, you know what I mean? How much that affects people once they get kind of working again and gets in the cash too, because some of the guys haven't been working or. Yeah, you know, the, the crew and stuff. Once everyone gets settled in, being like, you know what, maybe we could ease up a little bit now and find a balance, you know. Yeah, but I know, you know, back at the beginning of 2020, before this whole thing hit, our, our calendar was like completely full all the way through up in uh, the beginning of this year, and uh, all those dates got pushed. So as soon as we get up and running, it's going to be nothing but like makeup dates and so we're gonna, probably going to be a bit more busy than ever isn't it crazy at this point in your career i mean when you think about it, like you this is like what you were was it 77 or something you guys started yeah and and now you're going to survive the apocalypse <laughs> and be playing more you know what i mean or as much as you were when you were younger like really first starting out thinking about your rock and roll dreams and now 
Yeah. Just as yeah. much demand. Yeah, it's funny because when we got back together after that, well, it was roughly a 10-year hiatus. Yeah. Um, we thought we were just going to like get together for a few shows and have some fun and make some money. We didn't realize it was going to keep going. And it's building and building and building. It's like getting bigger. and You know, it's weird. And, we, and at first we were like, I remember we kept thinking like, like how long are these people going to keep showing up? It's like, it's gonna, like the bottom's going to fall out? Yeah, we were waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but it, they never go away, and which, is, which is awesome. Like our fan base is just so dedicated. It's, it's crazy. I think, and, and I, I agree with you, but with rock and roll though, or, or legacy bands or hair bands, whatever they want to call them, all right, fine. You guys have hair. <laughs> we gonna are, are so much more loyal than top 40. And so like, that's the balance you're going to find. You'll find the artists that are cranking up on Spotify. It'll be like a 12-year-old kid in their room, a million hits or something, whatever. They won't see the money anyhow. <laughs> but they're not going to be like, they won't leave their house and be on tour or whatever and be able to, you know, be a full production and play out and have fans eagerly coming year after year with moments and memories with songs. And I mean, it's a whole thing there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because we came from the days of just the nonstop touring. And all those fans from back then are older now, so they can afford they can afford to travel and mm-hmm. take the cruises and you know, whatever. And then they have kids that are starting to be grown yeah. that are getting into the music as well. So they you know, it's multi generational. <laughs> it is. One out of three of mine is into uh, rock, so maybe yeah. sometimes the other one. But yeah, it's great. The cruises look so good. I, 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 have, I have no desire to go on a boat, but I'm like, man, those cruises are starting to look so good. There's so many bands on it that I want to see. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I just, it's, it's being on a boat, being on a cruise ship, so it really kind of freaks me out. And then, and then the virus came about and how it wiped out. You know, Everyone was trapped on the boat. I'm like, there we go. That's my worst nightmare. Or, or the boat sinking in sharks. That's the other one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess there are a couple of things to worry about, but I remember going the first cruise that we had to do. I, I was like thinking about it. I'm like, oh man, this is going to be a nightmare because you're trapped. You you can't get away. Yeah. But but once we did it and I got used to it, it's it's pretty cool. And I think not only did I get used to it, but the fans got used to it too. So you can sort of wander around. And they don't. People don't really. I mean, they'll come up and say hi or take a picture or something, but you're not getting mobbed. Like they're so used to seeing all the band guys walking around that it's no big deal anymore. Right. And and there's a level of respect because they see you doing something, you know what I mean? They're yeah. not gonna they're not teenagers anymore, they're not, you know, that much or or they'll be afraid they're kinda of shy to come up to you still. That's true. You know? <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, if you think about like the eighties tours are kinda of like in, when we were younger, it's like like the fifties, you know what I mean? The loyalty people still go to them. There's not gonna be Really don't. I can't think of any, any '70s tours. There's not going to be. I, I doubt it's going to be like a grunge tour. You know, the golden years. No, I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I can't see the grunge thing making a repeat. <laughs> no, the few bands that were the top tier bands, you got you know Pearl Jam's, Mouse and Chains. Those bands are just going to play like regular rock bands. You know, which is what they are. You know what I mean? But all those other bands, I don't think they'll be gathering. It's not this big. They won't. The crowds aren't there for them. They're not as loyal. You know. Yeah, well, that was a shorter time period too, kind of. It was, it was, it was pretty, pretty good. Though. Pretty, um, 
Or at least it seemed like it. <laughs> but but then now I think in the eighties was only that long too. So I don't know. You guys were one of the few bands, and there's a few bands that could do it probably, and, and like, like Twisted Sister could do it. A lot of bands back then that could tour and had such a loyal fan base. Like you didn't need an album, and you're still going to sell out a place. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. From that real grassroots touring. Right. Yes. I don't think we'll ever see that again. Yeah. It, I, yeah. Well, it's hard now because. Yeah. You can't really. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Um, there's a lot of the venues, there's not as many and they're not open. It's like, they're only open on weekends. And so if if you're, if you're doing like a full blown tour like that, yeah, like during the week, you just don't have anything to do really. I mean, this is a thing I'm thinking of with COVID and going to clubs and stuff now, because you guys have played one club, but are there anything different coming in now? Are the clubs asking anything different from you guys or are they handling it? No, we actually, um, with our uh, contract, we put stipulations in there. Like we, we want to cross out the brown M&Ms. Now you put an enhanced sanitizer. <laughs> yeah. But we, <laughs> yeah, we, we have a barricade so the, the crowd can't get right in our faces anymore. And they have, well, nowadays, you know, the, the, we, we, we request, we request uh, the mask thing. And, and uh, there's been a couple where they actually take the, the temperature at the door and all that stuff. Really? But, Oh, I was going to say the other thing is uh, we've we've sort of stopped doing meet and greets. Oh yeah. So. See, I'm a germaphobe. I would have been the worst member in the rock band up until now. Now I'm ready to go out with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> the big subway barricade, <laughs> no meet and greets, high fives, the distance. I'll talk to you. But no one's getting the flu though. You know what I'm saying? True. Whatever yeah. you guys do. I'm sure to. <laughs> you always gonna have the ten people that sound really loud. You're going to think it's everybody? It's like 10 people <laughs> complaining. And everybody else will be like, yeah, it's cool. So, well, that is awesome. Um, everybody go out and get Midnight Dynamite really lit. It sounds good. And it's actually on all the platforms. You can hear it. I, got, uh, I was listening to it today on, uh, on Apple. Got bonus tracks. Um, everybody go to the Kicks website. Everything's on there. All the dates. They start in June 11th, I think, is your next date, right? Looks like. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, in Texas. You take care. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Thanks. All right. right. Bye.